Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The metric that matters the most when we're talking business is receipts. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be outside. How to be outside. What does that mean? I'll explain in a moment. First of all, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text that I send out free of charge. Everyone who's in my text community, you would like to receive that text. All you got to do is text me at my text number so that every day when I send out that message, you'll be getting it. My number is 305-384-6894. So if you haven't texted me yet, just do that now and you'll be getting that daily motivation. The next one that comes out tomorrow morning, or if it's early enough, you might get today's. But either way, you can also respond to any text that I send out and you'll be able to communicate with me directly. Now, this topic, how to be outside. Now, in episode number 854, I talked about how being outside is actually a strategy for luck. And if you watch me, any of you who follows me on YouTube, you've seen videos of me talking about being outside or on social medias. You might have seen me post some Instagram posts or Facebook posts about the concept of being outside. It simply means being where you can get seen, where your voice can be heard, and you can make yourself known. That's what it means when I say being outside. It doesn't literally mean that you have to go outside of your house, but for the most part, you do need to go outside of your house because many of you are living your lives through swiping through on a smartphone, but understand you can't make the real connections that you need to make with the people who you need to be known by, by just sitting on your couch. So I talked about how being outside, again, metaphorically, is a luck strategy. Today, I'm going to tell you how to put yourself outside, so to speak, and utilize your outside status, your status of being outside to your advantage. I don't mean an outsider, like you're out of the circle. I mean, outside is in Again, you're where people can see, hear, and know about you. Point number one, topic again today is how to be outside. Number one, 
identify who you want to be seen, heard, and known by. Who are the people that you want to be aware of your presence, of your game, of the skill that you bring to the table, and the things that you can do? Who are the people that if you had those people see you, it will mean a lot to you? See, it, it's not necessarily that you need to be seen, heard, and known by everybody. That's cool if that's what you want. If you want to do that, you can go that route as well. But who are the people that are most important for you to be seen, heard, and known by? This is, if any of you's done any studying of the marketing industry, you know they call this the minimum viable audience. What that means is what's the smallest number of people who absolutely need what I have that if I serve them, I can sustain a business with this. If any of you are familiar with Kevin Kelly, he wrote an article called 1000 True Fans. If you are a salesperson and you've never heard of that article, I would suggest you Google it right now. As a matter of fact, all of you are salespeople. Everybody listening to me is a salesperson on some level. You should go read the article called 1000 True Fans because the principles in that article are all based around the concept of the minimum viable audience. If you had a thousand fans, I mean, those of you who use social media, you see people who have a million followers, 100,000 followers, 10,000 followers, or whatever number of followers is more than you. And you're looking at it like, man, I wish I could have that many followers. But understand that your followers are not necessarily all customers. Now, I've, I've talked about this many times. Not everybody who follows you is going to buy anything from you, but they will like your pictures and just look at the stuff that you post, but they're not going to open up their wallet and buy anything not from you. They will open up their wallet and buy stuff, but maybe not from you. So your job is not necessarily to just accumulate as many followers as you can or likes or comments or subscribers. We all know those in the marketing world as vanity metrics because they serve your vanity and your ego, but they don't actually convert to business necessarily. And ask yourself, what's the minimum viable audience? Who is my ideal client or customer? And what's the minimum number of those ideal clients or customers I need in my world in order for me to sustain my business? And sustaining your business is up to you what that means to you. It doesn't mean $50,000. Does it mean 100000 Does it mean a million? Does it mean $10 million? How much do you need to earn in your business based on what you sell that makes it make sense for you to know, that allows you to know how many people you need in your audience minimally? All right, this is all part of your job. This is part of you doing your homework. If you didn't hear the episode about doing your homework, that was episode 1925. All this is part of you doing your homework and understanding the game that you're in which is the sales game. We're all in the sales game and knowing who you need to target, who you need to sell and how much of it you need to sell in order for you to make what you want to make. So again, that last part, making what you want to make is up to you. You get to decide that uh, you want a hundred million dollar a year revenue company or are you OK making sixty thousand dollars a year? Will that be enough to sustain you and you can live happily ever after? This is up to you, but it's all part of your homework. Many of you and I talk to a lot of professionals, and entrepreneurs every single day. Many of you couldn't answer these questions here because you simply haven't done your homework. You have no idea who your target client is. You don't know what your minimum viable audience is. You haven't made any decisions about how much revenue your business needs to generate. Therefore, anything that happens could possibly be OK, but anything that happens could possibly not be OK. But you have no idea because you haven't sat down and thought about this. This is all part of your strategizing process, people. This is why I talk about strategy so often. This is why the framework of what we do in, in Work On Your Game University is around mindset, strategy, accountability and execution. You don't have any strategy in place. You haven't even thought about these things. These are all part of the homework that you need to be doing. So go listen to episode 1925 and then listen to episode 854 and really start thinking about who your target audience is and what you need to get out of them, what you need to give them to get out what you want to get out of them so that you can move your business forward 
in a strategic way, not just randomly doing stuff. One of the fallacies of social media itself is that you want to get, as I said, a whole bunch of followers and be completely indiscriminate as to who these followers are, what these followers are actually about. And listen, it is a great ego boost to accumulate these vanity metric numbers and get a bunch of followers and have people look up to you because of how many followers or subscribers you have or how many views or likes your posts get. Understand that you don't need everybody in the world following you and you don't even need everybody buying from you. As a matter of fact, as well, you don't need everybody to be your customer. You want a certain class of customer. You want a certain type of person buying from you and you want the type of people who are your ideal clients and your ideal customers, not just anybody. In order to attract your ideal people, first of all, you got to know who they are, what they're about, and you got to know what they would want from you or what they already want from you if they're already in your audience. Until you have identified this, then anywhere you go that is outside could be the right place or it could be the wrong place. So the question is, who do you want to be seen, heard, and known by and why? You have to have answers to these questions. So the vanity metrics, again, on social media, because this is something that's one of the strokes of genius of social media is that they made the concepts, the statistics so simple that everybody could understand it. So it's easy for even a fifth grader to get it, to look at somebody's numbers and look at their stats. And a lot of us gauge the success that another person has or doesn't have based on vanity metrics when those aren't even the metrics that matter the most. The metrics that matter the most, if we're talking business here, are receipts. And so I shouldn't even say metrics. There's no S, just metric. The metric that matters the most when we're talking business is receipts because business is the exchange of resources. Usually one of those resources being exchanged is money. So the way you judge how a business is going is, you know, what kind of receipts are they turning in? Not how many followers do they have? Because again, most people who are following you are not buying from you. Most of your vanity metrics are not direct reflections of what's happening in your business. And often, It's your vanity metrics are a result of what you're doing in business. They are not a precursor to what happens in your business. So just because you get a bunch of followers doesn't mean you're going to make a bunch of money. Usually when someone, a business or an entity or a person is doing their thing business-wise, the people who are there serving in their business become followers. So the followers come on the back end, not on the front end for the most part. But that's a different conversation we'll have on a different day. But if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about what the social media apps are doing to and for you, if anything, for you, go listen to episode 1690, a dirty secret that the social media platforms don't want you to know. That's the real game that they're playing that a lot of you don't even understand. And so instead of playing the game, you're actually being played. Listen to episode 1114, how much does social media matter to and for your business? Then listen to episode 1895, how to use social media for business the right way, because there is a right way to do it. And there's also a wrong way. And also, For any of you who want to get into the influencing game or you think you want to get into the influencing game, then you need to listen to episode number, actually listen to episode number 1400 that is titled Fuck All Influencers. And then listen to episode 1862. You want to be a creator or an influencer, listen to this now. So I gave you some follow-up material there, but we're not done here. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to be outside. Number two. Position yourself to be in the places where the people who you want to be seen by will also be. In other words, you need to be on the scene. That's what this means. Be on the scene. So where are these places? So here's some simple ways to do this. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do this. So all of you who want to be more outside, all of you who, if your challenge is you want to make more connections, you want to know more people, you want to build 
more relationships. You want to meet the right type of individuals. You want to do more networking. These are catchphrases that people throw around all the time. I hear them every day. So here are the ways that you do it. First of all, you need to register for and attend events that these type of people attend. So the type of people who you want to meet, you need to find out what events they're going to, and then you need to make it your business to be at those events so you can rub shoulders with, meet, shake hands with, look in the eyes and have conversations with these individuals. Another thing you can do is join the clubs and programs that these people are a part of. Good thing about everything I'm telling you here, and point number two is that the events that these people attend, clubs and programs that they're in, and everything else that I'm about to share here, people usually will just tell you all of their business if you just follow them on whatever platforms they are acting on. They will tell you exactly what they're doing. So read their emails, watch their YouTubes, follow them on your favorite social platforms, look at their posts and pictures, listen to them when they do an interview. They will tell you exactly where they're at, exactly where they're going, exactly what they're doing, and who they're doing it with. All right, this was another benefit of social media is that it has created an avenue for people to just tell you all of their business and people can't stop themselves from doing it. So if you want to know where these places are, all you got to do is go look into the people who you're trying to connect with and they will tell you exactly where they are. Also, another thing you can do is make friends with their friends. Whoever they're cool with, you get cool with those people. Be on the platforms that they look at and subscribe to. I talked about this in episode 1835, three marketing traffic strategies and how to use each. I know a lot of professionals who attend events who they pay for the tickets, the travel, the hotel, the food, and all, all of the stuff that goes with attending an event, not because they're interested in listening to what the speakers on the stage are going to say. So let's say the last event I went to, let me see, the ticket was about $1,000. The travel was another five, dollars $600. The hotel was another $800. Where are we up to now? So let's say $600, dollars $1,400. The food uh, the food was trash there at the last event I went to. But anyway, I still had to pay for it. So the food was, how many days was it? Four days. And uh, let's just call that another $350. So what are we up to now? $2,400, $2,750. And everything else that came with it, including the opportunity cost of not being at home and doing what you otherwise would have been doing. So let's just call that $3,000 trip. And it's probably some other things I'm forgetting. So let's just call it $4,000 to just make sure everything is included. And the reason why professionals will put $4,000 on going to an event, even if they're not interested in the speakers, because they want to meet the other people who are in the room. They want to meet the other people in the audience. And anyway, the odds are the people that you meet in the audience might be more valuable than the speakers anyway. Just think about it. You go to an event, there might be 10, 15 speakers, one speaker, five speakers. But how many people are in the room? There's usually more than that. Usually at least twice the number of speakers. Usually actually for every one speaker you have in an event, let's just say at minimum, you're going to have about 10 audience members. And this is for a smaller event, but bigger events, you might be able to count 100 people for every speaker that you have. So people go to events just so they can rub shoulders with other people who go to events. People who put up $4,000 to go to an event want to meet other people who will put up $4,000 to go to an event. Tim Ferriss, for example, the author of the four-hour series of books, he's talked about when he first put his first book out, he would go to events. He would go to conferences and things like that, the type of conferences that had the type of people who he wanted to sell his first book to. He would go to these events simply because he wanted to meet other people who would be in that room. And he wanted to start up conversations and help build anticipation for his upcoming debut book before his first book came out because he knew who his target audience was. His target audience was 30-year-old tech-interested people who were also interested in you know, creating time, freedom, and the kind of lifestyle that the four-hour work week espoused creating through following his processes. So he knew exactly who his target audience was. 
So then he just looked into what kind of publications do these people read? What kind of events do they go to? And he started getting himself into those publications and going to those events. I mean, it's a simple deductive reasoning, folks, but it takes work. This is you doing your homework. What I just described to you was Tim Ferriss doing his homework. An attractive woman, for example, if you're trying to meet certain types of men, you could do your homework by positioning yourself in the places where the kind of men that you want to meet will frequent and then giving them an opportunity to shoot their shot with you. So if the kind of man you want to meet goes to a certain bar, you go to that bar, sit at the bar by yourself, you know, have a couple drinks and see what man approaches you or go sit in the lobby of a certain hotel or move to a certain city or go to a certain conference or event. Maybe that's where those people are or get yourself with a, a matchmaker or go to a networking event, whatever it is. I know people, I have friends who have met through going to networking events when they were looking for a relationship and they met each other at a networking event. And then they, they got married, had kids and lived happily ever after. At least last time I talked to them, they were happily ever after. There are people I know who've gone on websites, like websites where you pay to post the profile and because they were looking for a relationship and a relationship happened out of it. So one reason that even for myself, one reason that I live in the area that I live in, in Miami and pay what I pay to live here is because the type of people that I know I can meet by being in this area. It's worth it to me to make it's an investment at the same time that I'm here. I know I'm going to meet certain types of people that I wouldn't meet if I lived somewhere else. But it doesn't happen if I'm just sitting on my couch. I had to be active. I had to be seen. I had to be outside. So any of you who follows me on social media or you look at any of the posts that I put up, most of the posts that I put up, I'm not sitting in the house, right? I'm outside somewhere. I'm where people can see me. I'm where I can be noticed. And that matters. That's part of being outside. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to be outside. Be notable and remarkable in some way. In other words, have something about you. Notice these words, notable and remarkable. All right. So it's note able and remark able. In other words, have something about you that is of note that makes people take note of you. What about you will make other people take note of you? That's what it means to be notable. For example, in many of the places that I have lived, people who also live there started to recognize me and notice me because they would always see me sitting somewhere in the common areas of the building on my laptop because I'm always sitting on my laptop doing some kind of work. And I actually am. I don't do it strategically trying to pose like, hey, here's some people coming. Let me pretend to be doing work. No, I'm actually doing work. And they would always see me doing it. So people start to know me. That's that guy. He's always sitting there on his laptop because I actually am. And that will lead to them striking up conversations. Who are you? What do you do? Et cetera. And now before I was dressing like the way that I'm dressed right now with the, you know, the business clothes on. I would be in you no know, basketball shorts, a T-shirt, maybe a tank top, snapback hat, basketball sneakers on. And people would see me and say, you like a basketball player or do you play basketball? And that would strike up another conversation. But either way, the only way they could see me is because I wasn't just sitting in the house. They knew who I was because I was out there. So there was something that caused them to take note or something that caused them to make a remark. Notable, remarkable. Again, what about you will cause someone to take note or to make a remark? When you are outside and people are seeing and noticing you, there needs to be something about you that makes you memorable, noticeable, and also, very important, approachable. What makes you approachable? Are you the type of person, do you carry yourself with the type of energy that makes people feel as if they could say hello to you, that they could strike up a conversation with you? that you know, they can you know, make a comment to you about you know, whatever, even if they see you all the time. Do you have the kind of energy that makes people feel comfortable approaching you and speaking to you? And I'll even tell you, when I first came to Miami from Philadelphia, you see where I'm from in Philadelphia, 
and the era that I come from, you didn't just randomly talk to people who you didn't know. You didn't randomly talk to strangers in the street. You barely even made eye contact with a stranger because you might be opening yourself up to some type of problem with a person by making the wrong eye contact with the wrong person. But as I have matured and grown and I've been here in Miami for a long time, I've been in Miami since 2008, I have learned and grown to be much more approachable in my energy. So if you didn't know me and you saw me in the elevator or in the common areas or even outside walking around in my town now, my energy is much more approachable than it was even 10, 15 years ago. I just have a different energy now. But then if you want to be outside, of course, you don't want to be outside. Nobody talks to you because you have this energy of don't say anything to me. So if you want to be outside, you want people to know you, then you have to have the kind of energy that makes people feel like they can say something to you and they're not going to get their head bit off. So if someone were to strike up a conversation with you, what would be their reason for doing so? What is it about you that draws people's attention to you? How approachable are you? How are your communication skills? Are you able to have a conversation with someone wants to strike one up with you right now? Are you noticing the people who are noticing you? Are you making eye contact with people? A really good way to strike up a conversation with people is the eye contact that you make with them. When I'm out, if I make eye contact with a person, I may strike up a conversation with them. But I get in the elevator with somebody and they never look up from their phone. It's telling me something. All right? It's not that they don't see that I'm there. It's just that they clearly aren't looking for a conversation for whatever reason. I, I see it with men. I see it with women. Some people just don't have confidence. Some people might be in a state that they just don't feel like talking at that moment. Some people just don't want to be talked to at all. Maybe some people don't like me. Who knows? Maybe they saw a video on YouTube, didn't like it. Who knows? Do you make yourself available to be approached? Again, people can't approach you. You're at home sitting on your couch. I did a video about this in my weekly motivation series years ago. where I was asking basketball players the following question. If you were to get your golden opportunity right now today, would you be ready to take advantage of it? Whatever that golden opportunity is that you're waiting on or working on, if you got it right now, would you be ready for it? And I'll ask you the same question. If I was to put you in a room right now full of the type of people who you actually want to meet and connect with, what about you would make them want to talk to you? Why would they be interested in you? What about you will cause them to take note? What would cause them to make a remark towards or about you? I know what you would want to get out of the deal because you want to talk to these people. Maybe it's something that you want to sell them. I get that. Question is, the only way that conversation happens is that they got to be interested in you too. What would they want from you just based on what they would already know about you or what they can see in you? What about you when you walk into the room would make them want to talk to you? Understand that the way that you show up, the way that you present yourself, both in person and online, is either working on your behalf or is working against you. All right, there's no neutral in the universe. Again, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. People can't find you online. That could be working against you because now people are like, all right, this person is not really anybody because if they were somebody, they'd be online. And that's not necessarily always true, but are there people who think that way? Of course there are. So when you're outside, you got to show up with a purpose. When you put yourself on the internet, you are outside to people who are following you and seeing you every single day. What is your purpose there? Be purposeful about this stuff and conscious and intentional about it. Recap in today's class, which is how to be outside. In episode 854, I talked about how being outside is a luck strategy. So today, let's talk about how to utilize it to your advantage. Number one, identify the people who you want to see, hear, and know about you. Understand that it doesn't mean you need everybody to see here and know about you. You need to be intentional and specific about who you want to be seen, heard, and known by so that you can narrow it down. There are 8 billion people on the planet. And there's a lot of land mass on the earth. So you can't be in all places at once. You can only be in one place at a time. So you need to decide what are the places that produce the highest return investment for me? Where does it make the most sense for me strategically to be in a place? 
This is all part of doing your homework to know who the people are that you want to be seen by. Number two, position yourself in the places where those people would actually notice you. All right. Now you have to actually go there. So attend events, join clubs and programs, make friends with other people's friends, be on platforms that they are paying attention to. Go to events. And yes, this is an investment that you're making going to these events. You can write pretty much most of this stuff off on your taxes if you are a business owner. And the reason that you do this is so you can meet other people. You can meet other people who are thinking the same way, who are looking to meet people the same way that you're looking to meet people. If you're just out in the world dealing with all the other people who haven't made an investment, doesn't mean you can't meet some quality people. The challenge is you're fishing in this really big ocean. You have no idea what you're going to catch, what's going to bite on your line. But if you go to an event where people have paid to be in a room, now you know you got a much more concentrated group of people who are on a certain level and think in a certain way. Much easier to meet the kind of people you want to meet. Number three, be notable and remarkable in some way. What about you will cause people to take note or make a remark? Understand that people are seeing and noticing you all the time, but what about you will make them interested? What draws people's attention? How approachable are you? How well do you make eye contact? How are your communication skills? Are you noticing other people noticing you? And do you make yourself available to be approached? You have this kind of energy. You in a room full of the type of people who you absolutely want to talk to right now today. What about you would make them pay attention? What could you say to them that would make them want to listen to you? What would they want from you just based on the way you present yourself and the way that you show up? All of this stuff matters. And this is all part of your being outside game. So text me so you can get my daily motivation every day for free. My number is 305-384-6894. And to work with me directly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.